General Kenobi. episode of Hello There, a Star Wars podcast. Uh, this time, you've got Nate here. Anthony was unable to join me for an episode. I've finally gotten back from my uh, work trip. I had to go away to get some training for my new job, so that's that explains my absence. But um, I figured I'd give you kind of my car thoughts, uh, similar to Anthony did yesterday. And actually, if you guys end up liking this, we may do it you know, once in a while, kind of have a, what I would like to call a hyperspace chat, which is basically our just off the cuff thoughts that we have when it comes to anything really Star Wars related that we have, uh, while we're in our vehicles. So I think that's quite appropriate. So if you guys like it, let us know and we'll, we'll continue to do it. Uh, I think it will be a little bit interesting, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll see how it goes. Um, today, I kind of wanted to give my in-review of the Thrawn novel that um, I just started probably last week, and uh, there's a couple other things I wanted to talk about, but in particular, man, I am really enjoying Thrawn. I really, really am. Uh, I'm about five chapters in right now, and <laughs> the thing that comes into my mind is I have never wanted to have a bad guy, have a villain succeed more than I do with Thrawn. And I know that Thrawn is a very evil dude. I, I understand that. But just seeing his his beginning in this book or, or hearing or reading his beginning is just fascinating. Talk about one of the most compelling villains I think I have ever discovered. I mean, he just... It's outstanding. It's absolutely outstanding. A um, couple things I really enjoy is the way the story's being told. Um, it's being told through a mixture of... It's narrated by uh, the name... Uh, I can't think of the name right now. But he's done a lot of Star Wars novelization that I know of. He, uh, The way he narrates is a mixture of uh, Thrawn's perspective and the other main actor in the, or main character in the book, Eli. So sometimes there'll be a conversation between the two of them, and the thought process narration will jump from Eli to Thrawn, and I think that's really cool. Uh, it's being told in a very compelling way, uh, a lot less confusing way like Last Shot was. Last Shot definitely kind of stumped me and Anthony with the way uh, some of its direction was going. Other than that, I'm really enjoying the pace of it. Everything is like from the first chapter. I was a little confused, but halfway through, I was gripped. I was like, "Man, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for this ride." Um, 
but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait to see how I feel towards the end of the book, but I can already tell you right now, I'm very excited to read uh, Alliances, which comes out in, I think, just a few days, if not a week, from the time I'm recording this. It's the 16th, July 16th, so. So yeah, um, really, really enjoying the book. Uh, we'll dive more into it in depth when Anthony gets caught up, and we'll definitely cover it on the next episode of Hello There, kind of compare where we're at. Another thing that popped into my head after listening, starting to listen to this book, is I think the absolute perfect actor to potentially play Thrawn in a live-action setting would be uh, Jason Isaacs. If you don't know, I think I got that name right. If you don't know who that is, he played Lucius Malfoy, Malfoy's dad, uh, in Harry Potter, and most recently he is one of the main actors in the CBS Star Trek Discovery. He was also on A Cure for Wellness, but we're not going to talk about that because that movie's absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> but I think that he could bring that character to life better than really any other character I can think of, any other actor I can think of. Um, his, his, he looks a lot like him, especially on the cover of Thrawn. I see Jason Isaacs in Thrawn. Uh, I think he, he could, he could make a very, very good adaptation, if not great adaptation to live screen. Also just his, his voice and his mannerisms are very much akin to Thrawn. He already kind of has that slow, methodical approach to the way that he handles his other characters that he's performed. Um, but I think he would be the perfect choice. And funny enough, he actually is the voice of the Inquisitor from Star Wars Rebels, so he does have some connection to Star Wars. So that could lead for an easy transition. Now, I don't know the likelihood of getting Thrawn on screen, because I'm not super familiar with this canonical timeline of Thrawn's. Um, I know he was active in the Clone Wars, or for parts of the Clone Wars, and where he's at now, I'm not sure the timeline. But it would be great to see him on screen. Uh, I don't think that they'll do anything with this main main um, timeline that they have, you know, Episode Nine, maybe later on. But uh, I think we definitely deserve to have Thrawn on screen, on a live action screen, because he could easily be one of the, if not the best villain we've seen in the Star Wars universe on screen. Um, that's my personal opinion. You guys may differ from me, or you may agree. I think it's pretty universal that Thrawn is a really good character. Um, now, as far as the book goes, like I said, I'm only on chapter five, so when it comes to his treachery and his um, villain nature, I haven't encountered too much of that yet. I've seen bits and pieces of his scenes from from Rebels, but um, that's about it. That that's really all my knowledge there. So that's that's pretty much where I'm at right now on Thrawn. Um, I don't have a whole lot left to talk about because, like I said, I'm I'm where I'm at right now. But I'll, I'll definitely be continuing to talk about it. And hopefully, we'll get the book finished relatively soon. Um, me and Anthony are kind of both trying to figure out if we want to get alliances on an audiobook or actually buy the book because this reading Thrawn is making me want to buy the physical book. It's just one of those things that it's been quite a long time since, since I've sat down from cover to cover and read a book. So the more likelihood of me listening to a book and finishing it is higher nowadays. So I'll, I'll just have to play that by ear. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about is 
what's up with all these Star Wars rumors? Honestly, like, I'm pretty sure most of them are, you know, don't have any credibility to them just because some of the ones I've seen. But lately, I've been seeing I don't know how many rumors of Kathleen Kennedy being kicked out by Lucasfilm and are kicked out of Lucasfilm and being replaced and this and that. And honestly, all of that kind of stems what I feel like from the vitriol that's been thrown from Solo and The Last Jedi. You know, ever since The Last Jedi came out, there has just been this hatred, <laughs> I guess it'd be fitting to say Sith upheaval from everyone, well not everyone, but from a like a core group of people who are just so adamant against getting rid of The Last Jedi and getting rid of this and that and making things um, non-canon, which Anthony t- touched on this a little bit last week, but I just think it's absolutely ludicrous for you to want to call something, for you to want to make something not canon kind of just shows that you're not willing to accept anything new, honestly. Um, again, personal opinion, nothing that was in Solo or The Last Jedi was so deathly egregious that I wanted it wiped off the universe as a whole. Nothing at all. Yes, Canto Bite sucks. I agree with that. There's some stuff in The Last Jedi that I didn't like. I've said that multiple times. But as a whole, and the stuff that's in there, it's in there for a reason. No one put that stuff in there. It's not like when you have, like for example, the Battlefront 2 campaign. They treat the Star Wars films and other content like TV shows and stuff like that with so much more care than they do video games at this current point that, yeah, it was understandable for Battlefront 2 to have a bunch of shoehorned in hero missions. But when it comes to the movies and TV, the people ahead, the people on top of Lucasfilm and, you know, Disney, they understand that this stuff needs to be treated with care. So they're not going to be like, yeah, put some digital animals in there and have them run around and have them be cute stuff, you know. I'm sure maybe to some degree there's some stuff like that with the porgs. Maybe that was uh, a thing because a lot of people had that complaint with the Ewoks in terms of like, oh, the Ewoks were just put in Return of the Jedi to sell toys and things like that. There may be something of similar consequence to that in The Last Jedi, but nothing in The Last Jedi was, oh, we have to put this in here, so let's put it in here. I've said it before, but to me, The Last Jedi is a stepping stone for what Star Wars can be going forward. You know, for the past since 77, we've had this understanding of what Star Wars is and what Star Wars is to us, the people who grew up with those movies, people who grew up watching those, the prequels, like those are our Star Wars. To me, The Last Jedi didn't seem like just another Star Wars movie. It felt like the next step in ensuring the next generation of Star Wars fans and Star Wars in general. And I think that that's pretty clear cut, especially when you have the ending, which... I, I guess I have to say spoilers. I'm not really sure. I don't think so. But you had the ending of The Last Jedi where it shows that kid using the force to grab the broom and sweeping up and then him getting that glance of hope from the uh, resistance ring and looking to the stars. That is, so, like storytelling-wise, that is so clear-cut that, oh, this is a new generation of force users. This is a new generation for us to go forward. Um, and that's exciting to me. The things that were in The Last Jedi that I didn't like 
I understand still, I understand that they were there for a reason. The director had a reason for putting them in there. And that just makes me excited to understand what that reason was. And that's the thing. You have to look at all these kinds of things with nuance. You can't just look at it with just straight vitriol and just dislike and just want to write them off like they didn't exist because that's just not that's not how thought process storytelling or anything like that happens it happens because someone institutes this interesting idea and then people following that capitalize on that or people going forward capitalize on that and build upon it I mean that that's Star Wars in a nutshell George Lucas had this idea in 1977 for this galactic space opera and it 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 blew up like wildfire. It you have stories. You have this entire universe that has be, had has come from this movie, from the sci-fi movie that came out in 1977. That is what Star Wars is about. So, you know, we talk about we try not to talk about dislike and, and hate and just bla- blanket hate for you know the Star Wars universe. But I feel like the more and more we go on, the more and more the internet develops as it's still developing. We're running into things like that. We're running into people more and more who just want to spew nothing but hate. And honestly, guys, it's gotten to the point where both me and Anthony, like especially on Twitter, we're starting to like just key out phrases and words. You can do that if you didn't know. You can mark words on Twitter so it doesn't pop up in your feed. Like, for example, when Infinity War was coming out, a lot of people would go and put Marvel and Infinity War and Thanos so they wouldn't potentially see spoilers. But it's gotten to that point with me and Anthony that it's a day after day after day after day thing of us just seeing all this blanket hate for these new movies and Star Wars as a whole that we're just kind of tired of seeing it. We're kind of tired of seeing all the hate for no reason. Um, Circling back to what I started this on, all these rumors are just getting really crazy. Um, I I don't... I'm I'm pretty sure it's unsanitized Unstantiated, if that's the right word, that Kathleen Kennedy is getting kicked out of Lucasfilm. I don't think that this, that's the case at all. Because um, here's the thing. Even though people think Star Wars is doing bad, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and Solo... Well, I, I don't have Solo's recent numbers in front of me, but they both made a lot of money still. Execs and people up at Lucasfilm and people up at Disney, that's still a success to them. Even if there's this minor or what seems like a major outcry with this new stuff, the movie still made the money. They're still going to make them. And as of right now, until something else happens, Kathleen Kennedy is still on track to be the head of Lucasfilm. So when I see all these rumors and all this speculation going on and people sharing it like, oh my God, is this true? With such excitement, it's like, guys, like you're because it goes back to what I just talked about. You guys are blinded by your hate and dislike for this new series of movies that you're wishing that people like Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson, people who are people who are trying to make a living, who are trying to do what they can or what they think is best for their fans and for the companies they work for, you're wishing that they would get fired or they would get moved off because you didn't like something? Let that simmer for a second. How stupid does that sound? And I know for anyone who's listening, however many of you may be, I know that you're probably not in that camp. But if you are, just take a second and think for a second. Just take a moment and think. Does that make sense? Does me being so mad about how I felt about The Last Jedi make sense that I would want someone's livelihood destroyed because of something I didn't like? 
The answer you should come to is no. Again, personal opinion to each their own. I understand people have a different mindset, and that's totally fine. But I think most Star Wars fans share the same mindset as a whole that let's just let's just let things be. Uh, Anthony talked a little bit last week about how he views Star Wars, and me and him view it very much the same. Uh, Star Wars movies, anything, books, I, I personally look at it with a different lens than I do any other movie. Um, to me, it's, it's not necessarily it's a more real-life thing, but it's a more... Um, I'm taking this as it is. Like I am enjoying this universe that was built in front of me. I'm not necessarily looking at an actor's performance or this or that. That actor who is playing that character is that character, and that's the way I'm looking at it. Star Wars to me and most other people is just in this higher echelon of filmmaking, uh, of films, where it's it's just our we can watch it over and over and over and over and over again and our opinions may change on how we like them but they're never going to change on oh I didn't like that nearly as much in most cases um but you know we're going to hear more and more rumors as the day especially oh my god especially leading up to episode 9 we're going to hear way more conjecture way more things going on I was like oh my god is this going to happen um so <laughs> everyone buckle in and get in and, and get ready for that because it's you know it's coming um (laughs) to quote game of thrones the haters are coming (laughs) but yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything that i want to want to cover today um we're definitely i'm definitely probably in the next couple weeks gonna dive back into um the prequels kind of give them a rewatch um just because i did that with the original trilogy a couple weeks ago I kind of sat down and I really wanted to watch Empire again but I decided to watch all three just to kind of just to kind of jump back into it and something I've said before I find it so interesting that no matter how many times I watch these movies when I sit down and watch them again it's like I'm watching them for the first time like especially as an adult I picked up on a lot of things I didn't notice from all three uh, the last time that I watched uh, the original trilogy. So I'm excited to take another look back at the prequels. The last time I saw them was about 2015, so it's been a, it's been a few years. Um, so I'm curious if there's anything else I pick up. Uh, I highly doubt my ranking will change when I watch the prequels because I'm pretty sure it's it's pretty much going to be the same. But uh, the one I'm most excited to get back and watch is Revenge of the Sith. It's it's one of my personal personal favorites. Uh, as far as the series as a whole. It's not as high, but as a personal, if I was to pick one movie, one Star Wars movie to watch continuously, it would be Revenge of the Sith. Because um, I love the inclusion of the Clone Wars. I love all that stuff. And then, um, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's just my, that's my personal pick. But, let's see. Like I said, these are very off the cuff. Let's let's kind of see what rolls and see what what comes out in these. I think I like that hyperspace talks. I think I want to coin that and maybe have that be a thing and see and see where that goes. Because, like I said, this is this is something that is just interesting to do time and time again. It's it's different when you put your phone in front of you when you're driving and you kind of have your mind elsewhere. Kind of what your mind comes up with rather than sitting down in front of a microphone and you know recording a show uh, anyone who's ever podcasted before you you know what i'm talking about it's much easier to 
have a conversation to your phone and to yourself sometimes than to have a show with someone, especially if you haven't, you know, talk and talked with them a whole lot. You know, good thing me and Anthony have, have chatted before we started Hello There. So we kind of have that rapport already, but of course it's still growing like anything else. Um, I think as far as this hyperspace talk goes, I think that's going to about do it for me. I've kind of uh, expunged all the um, thought process I've, I've had in my head when it came to Star Wars for today. Um, so like I said, yeah, I think that's going to about do it for me. You should get a proper Hello There episode um, for next week. Both of us are, are in town, so we, we should be able to get that up and running for you and get you a good another good episode of the podcast um please let us know if there's anything you would like us to do uh go ahead and give us that five star rating on itunes if you're listening there uh we definitely would appreciate it it would help us grow and help us make a better show for you if you have any comments critiques anything like that you can either drop them in a review you can tweet at us at hello there podcast or um you can hit us up on our email. I think it's the same, hellotherpodcast at gmail.com. But the links will be down in the description of this video, or in this, of this podcast. So you can find all that good stuff there. Um, until next time, <clears throat> until next time, you're a bold one, General Kenobi. And I think that's a pretty good outro for me sitting in my car. Thanks, bye. <laughs>